Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. What you are about to hear will be the truth. You can count on that. We are going to be in the spiritual realm and believe it or not, many avoid talking about spirituality or spiritual things for that matter. As a result, many are being deceived, captured and falling victim to the enemy's deceptive scheming. What is this sinful deception that is causing so much damage and destruction in humanity? What does the enemy's tactics look like? The evidence is in plain view. Do you see it? Do you even know there's an enemy who's out to capture you by making you his next prey? What are you using for protection from the enemy's craftiness? When you hear the words combat, warfare, and struggle, what comes to mind? What are you arming yourself with? You got your tanks? Let's dive in. The title of this segment is The Armor of God. I know there will be some that may think they don't need God's armor, while others I pray will strongly consider putting His armor on. And hopefully, there will be more than a few that will testify and say, I'm so glad I wear it. It would only make good sense to look at the why you need God's armor first. Well, there's a spiritual battle and you're in it. What do you have right now that will protect your heart, mind, soul, and spirit? If it's going to protect your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, then everyone needs God's armor, right? The truth is, it's not your great physical and mental abilities that sustain you. It's God's armor that protects and it provides the ability to endure, persevere, and experience victory. Without it, defeat is a certainty, be it immediately or at the end of the battle. The enemy and defeat are lurking about in your very presence. As I have said, God's word is the most reliable source of truth anyone can possess. Therefore, writing his words on the tablet of my heart is numero uno for me. I know how I live before God saved me and commanded me to take up his armor. Yes, I obeyed because of his life, his word, and his work, which is so much greater than I could ever possess or create. So, his armor is better than mine. I removed a few pieces of what I would have called my armor, but the truth be known, it was DIY. You know the amazing thing? Once you put on God's armor, you never take it off again, because you tell me what time and place the enemy will strike, and I will make double darn sure my armor is close by. You see? That's how deceptive sin is. It isn't my armor. It's God's armor. And I could deceive myself with no one else's help that I got my armor on. No, I got God's armor on. Where we're headed is to another powerful passage in God's word. And if you have your sword with you, Open it up and follow along, or make yourself a note to read it later. As we dive in, I pray the Holy Spirit will illuminate your heart and mind like he has mine. 
We're headed to Ephesians 6, 13-17, titled, The Armor of God. Ephesians 6, 13-17 says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist an evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm, Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which will you be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. As we submerge under the surface, because, as you know, it is called diving deep, so below the surface is the goal, and it's where the deeper truths of God await us. So, we will look closely at the action words in this powerful passage. Make sure your lens is clear, because they will jump off the page for you when you see them for yourself. And as I was reading that today, just now, when I just read it, you know what jumped off the page for me? Done everything. Done everything. So there's some action that is required. So the action words are take up, stand firm, gird, put on, shod, taking up, and take. These words are commands by God. They're not a suggestion like, well, do you want to? You may need to. No, God said, take up, stand firm, gird, put on, and shod. Between you and me, God is expecting his disciples to move spiritually from inaction to action. Consider viewing this passage in three parts. You have the disciples' action, God's action, and the armor itself. This passage is so full of great nuggets of truth, and we could be down here for hours. But how much air you got in your tanks? I've only got 24 minutes. So I will be touching on the first two, the disciples' and God's action. Then we will dive in again on the next podcast and look at the armor and the work it does. So spend some time in God's word and read Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 for the entire context for your need of God's armor. So here are the words again. These action words speak so loudly. Take up, stand firm, gird, put on, shod, taking up, and take. When I said those words to you, what pictures did your mind create when I mentioned them? Those words alone do have specific meaning, but when you put them together in unison, you are demonstrating obedience to God. Always remember, partial obedience is disobedience. When you live your life in a state of disobedience, you make yourself a loner because you are spiritually moving away from God which makes you easy prey for the enemy. 
When you live in accordance with God's word, you are shaped by it and it will renew your mind. You demonstrate you believe what God says is true and that spiritual warfare does exist. Most importantly, you acknowledge you're defenseless. You're weak and fully exposed to the evil one's schemes without it. There is a real spiritual warfare going on, y'all. And whether you believe it or not, and when you respond out of love, faith, and obedience to God, God empowers you and his work has a much greater impact in and through your life as his disciple standing firm and girded with truth. Believe me, that's true. There is more deception than one cares to recognize or ignore. Hmm. When you take up, you move intentionally. Jesus was intentional, is intentional, and will always be intentional. Jesus did not haphazardly go from place to place. He was intentional with his purpose. You shouldn't be haphazardly going along from place to place either. He is calling you to be intentional with all aspects, with all aspects of your life, especially when you put on his armor. So here's a question. Did you know before you dove in today that God has armor? So why would God have his disciples wear his armor? I mean, that's a good question. So let me ask you a question before I answer. What if the armor you got was from Mr. Mankind and you found out that his armor failed him? Would you wear it? What if mankind's armor were way too big or way too small? You wouldn't be comfortable in it, would you? And if you were uncomfortable with it, would you wear it? What if his helmet were way too big and flopping over your eyes or so small it looked like a beanie? Come on, tell me the truth. You would be looking for something else because you ain't going to wear that and that ain't going to work, right? What if it were old, musty, and sweaty? I mean, would you? Uh, no. So the truth, without God's armor, you are unprotected. And what, where, and whom do tell are you exposing yourself to? That would be why, because if Mr. Mankind's armor failed them, then ain't nobody in their right mind going to put it on and walk by it like a bad worker who blames his tools. Yes or no? It's God's armor, y'all. It will fit you perfectly. It's battle-tested and reliable. It's divine. It's complete. It's both offensive and defensive. It gives you courage and abilities that you did not possess before you put it on. And 
by the way, no coverage for your rear. And if you turn your back on the enemy, expect one of those flaming arrows right between the shoulder blades. God expects his disciples to move forward, standing firm against evil. You are to gird, in other words, embrace this truth of God. It must be hidden in your heart. Are you tired of flaming arrows hitting its mark? You, being unprotected, exposed, and continually falling prey to the assaults of the enemy? You gotta get that armor, y'all. Because you are called to press on. You are called to be in battle. You are called to fight sin. Well, right now, you can put on God's armor. Are you ready? But remember, this requires intentionality. You must know that Jesus is an action God. And he expects action by his disciples. As you read, study, and meditate on God's word, you will see all throughout God's people in action, moving. I pray as you continue to read, study, and meditate on God's word, his truth will begin to move you. When you talk about God's promises, you have got to read his word in order to find them. Believe me, there are nuggets everywhere, and you've got to be in it to see them. Listen to this promise God makes in Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. When you take up, stand firm, gird, put on, and shod, God says you will be able to. You hear that? You will be able to. How many times have you failed or given into temptation and sin? How many times did you feel the pain, turmoil, and isolation? What else do I have to say? Do you see damage and destruction all around you? Then if you do, sin is in your presence. How many times did you surrender or succumb to the power of sin's deception and the enemy's craftiness? When are you going to fight sin and stop letting it overpower you? Do you want to begin to experience victory? Or do you want to continue to live in the clutches of sin? I mean, do you believe God or not? God is saying you will be able to. You hear him? you will be able to. If you are doubting God's love and his goodness, why? What have you been told? Why aren't you questioning what you are hearing or seeing? Why are you like a sponge and soaking it all in because you really don't know the truth? What about soaking in some truth for a change today? Can I get an amen on God's equipping work? And these passages should give you confidence because God said it twice. And when God repeats himself, it doesn't matter what he's referencing. His disciples sit up and take notice. Amen? 
Is the enemy already in your camp? If you are doubting God, maybe today you will begin to trust him and move in faith for the first time in your life. You could be eternally grateful you did. Believe me, I know. Besides, you have everything to gain. So now, in this time, get up and move. So if anyone ever tells you that you don't have to move as a disciple of Jesus, be incredibly careful. Deception is right at the opening of your tent, attempting to invade your camp. Deception is designed to cause you to sin. The sin is disobedience to God. God is commanding, and when you live in opposition to his word, you are rebelling. It's as simple as that. It's not trusting in God's faithfulness. Therefore, you fail to move as God expects you to move in unison with his spirit. God is like any good rabbi, drill sergeant, or teacher. They will tell you what you need, help you to learn how to achieve it, and ensure you are prepared and battle ready. Are you listening? Are you willing to be trained and prepared for combat? But here's the truth. God expects you, as one as his disciples, to move, right? We must live as God commands and never relinquish, surrender, or succumb to sin's evil influence, deception, and power. But if someone recognizes their need for armor, where would you get it? Because if it's not in his word, you don't know you need it. And if you need it, I'm telling you, you're not going to go down to the local army surplus outlet and get it. God has to give it to you. It's his armor. He'll give it to you. So, keep this in mind as we begin to float back up. There is no gray area with God. There's either equipped or unequipped, prepared or unprepared, sheep or goat, alive or dead, hot or cold, free or captive, armored or unarmored. You will either be obedient or disobedient, friend or enemy. Now, are you willing to admit which one of those apply? What is being deceived and being captive and being a victim about on this spiritual journey? Well, being deceived, that's where sin makes it appear, deception, to be good to and for you. And it continues to lure you back into it again and again, trying to gain control of your life. Take, for example, pride. The kind of pride that grows from self-righteousness or conceitedness. Well, that's sinful, and God hates it. Now, being captive, sin now is in control. This prideful life is now in control of you. And it begins to be lived out through your heart, mind, and members. 
you actually consumed by you excuse me you are actually consumed by your own thoughts so much so there is no room in your heart and mind for anyone else especially god it's really all about you and when you are a victim to the enemy sin causes desires and actions that result in destruction and damage to yourself and others. I'm going to throw in Proverbs 16:18 right here because God says that pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So do you see the destruction from sin and the broken relationships around you? Do you see people leaving the room when you enter? Believe me, it's not to give you space. They don't want you in their space. And being a victim of the enemy, sometimes the damage caused is irreparable and could be unrecoverable as well. So as we head back up, take this truth with you. Satan is the god of this world, and his kingdom is sin. And just like Jesus has disciples, Satan has demons. And if you fear evil, then you are demonstrating evil is greater than God. Thus the creature is greater than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Can you see how crafty and deceptive the enemy is? Nothing and no one is greater than the only true God, the great I am. Amen? Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and we thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, I know. Without your armor, the enemy would have already destroyed me, and they wouldn't hear a peep from me. But all I can say is, but God. It was you who saved me. It was you who enlightened my mind. It was you who rescued me from the domain of darkness, and now giving me the opportunity to don your armor. So I put it on. I pray for anyone today, Lord, that's listening, that truly has seen the destruction and the broken relationships and the damage that sin has caused in their life and in the lives of those that are around them. Be gracious today, O Lord, and provide them with your armor so they then can be the soldier, the warrior, the disciple you've called them to be so that they can carry this wonderful news of this gospel of peace to whoever they encounter, especially in the place where they dwell. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to proclaim this wonderful truth, the armor of God. Respond in such a way that glorifies the Father. We thank you and ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, my next podcast, you'll hear about truth, righteousness, gospel, faith, salvation, and the sword that all work in unison as a disciple of Jesus continues along the journey and by the power and work of the Holy Spirit. You've got to tune in to make sure you get it and listen to it. I pray it will encourage and bless your life. Thanks again for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You have a great week of worship and keep walking the way.